This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 5. Jesus called Matthew to follow him. To Matthew, that righteously meant more than just a simple change of mind. It meant more than just deciding that he would go to church on Sunday. More than just changing his thieving ways and becoming a better tax collector. Now we we know it's more than that. Now we have no record of such, but Matthew had no doubt already been prepared by the Father. I think because seldom is such matters a snap decision. I mean, John 6.44 says, For people can't come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. So that would mean, therefore, that God had already begun to draw Matthew towards Jehovah. So Matthew had no doubt already found that the money and the power he held did not, could not, bring him the happiness and the peace and the security and the completeness that he so longed for. For Matthew, redemption meant actually following Jesus and following him even into ministry, into action, and yes, even into death if that was called for, and eventually it would be. It was a long time in coming, and yet it was actually just a moment. Just a moment it took Matthew to give his whole life to Christ. Verse 29 says, Levi made a great feast for him in his house. And there was a great crowd of tax collectors and others who were reclining with them. Their scribes and the Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, saying, Those who are healthy need no need for a physician, but those who are sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Our Lord's attendance at such an event may seem to us today to be a non-event. However, for the average Jew, well, to eat with another person, it would denote an unspoken unity with that person. And that's effectively why a Jew would seldom, if ever, be caught eating with a Gentile. However, Jesus it seemed paid little heed to political correctness. Well, he seemed to care very little about being in good standing with the religious elite. It was clear that Jesus had the audacity to hang around with the culturally wrong people. And even more, he actually chose them to serve him, to walk in ministry with him, and do great things for the kingdom of God. Why would Jesus do such a thing? Jesus once asked his apostles who would love him the most, the one forgiven a little or the one who is forgiven a lot? And the answer was clear. The Matthews, well, the Matthews among us, they do not quickly forget. Jesus wasn't saying that the Pharisees had no need of salvation, but it was one who recognized and acknowledged his sin who would be redeemed, who could be redeemed. The Pharisees believed themselves to be righteous and in no need of salvation. Now Jesus, he came to call people to repentance. He came to call them to turn away from sin 
unto salvation. He was looking for those who had come to the point of admitting their sin and were ready to give it up. The Pharisees were, well, frankly, too self-righteous to ever entertain the idea that maybe they were not right with God. Romans 3.11 tells us there is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks after God. In Romans 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God. Verse 33 of our text says, They said to him, Why do John's disciples often fast and pray? Likewise, all uh, the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. And he, Jesus, said to them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast in those days. It appears Jesus was often criticized for living freely and leading his apostles to do the same. Here the boys were being judged by the same bunch of religious complainers as before, but you see Jesus, he saw no need, at least at this point, to fast. He was not willing to turn fasting into some sort of religious ritual that held no meaning. For this is what it had become for the Jewish religious leaders. Furthermore, Jesus was not willing to let his apostles so misunderstand such a spiritual issue. The purpose of fasting, you see, is generally so that one might give himself or herself more fully to prayer and and to the seeking of the mind of the Lord and making special decisions in our life. In this event, Jesus publicly, if perhaps cynically, or maybe even more so cryptically, acknowledged his impending death for the first time. He knew that that day would come when such aesthetic practices would come into play, but that day was not yet. There would come a day when he would be taken physically away from them. Then such passionate reflections of the heart would indeed be acted upon. Verse 36, he also told a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old garment, or else it will tear the new, and also the piece from the new will not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. No man, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he says the old is better. Jesus was here in reflecting upon what was the inherence uh, to Old Testament ritual, to rules, and to do this only for the sake of stubborn religiosity. I mean, any meaning that such acts once held for these guys was long since gone. The actions of the religious had become simply motion and decorum traditions and habits of the spiritually dead. The reception of new concepts that Jesus was teaching would not easily be readily received. In most cases, there would be an extreme reluctance, if not an outright rejection of the things he brought to the table. The Jewish leadership then was a lot like religious people today. They practiced and preached 
the reflection of one's faith in terms of rules and discipline instead of joy in action. But Jesus, he understood this clearly. And he said in Mark 7, 7, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away. They worship, their worship, excuse me, is a farce, for they replace God's commands with their own man-made teachings. You see, like then, nothing makes the religious individual angrier than a person living under the freedom of grace. It can make them red-faced furious, just as surely as it did to the legalists in the days of Jesus. Surely the gates of hell will be passed through by many who will still be clutching their old King James Bibles and mumbling about hippie Christians and smoking sinners. But you see, Jesus, he made it very clear where he stood on these things. He made it clear that it was the inside of a man that concerned him. It is what is inside the man that will send him to hell. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.